What's good everybody, this is Silas from SilasBeats.info here with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode 200, well, 100, that's the 100th episode. Um, I've been naming these things terribly uh, and I've actually learned now. For the next one, I'm just going to use a little um, S2E1, so it's going to be season 2, episode 1, and then I'll refer to it as that from then on until we hit 100. I don't know, maybe every 100 will be a new season. Um, I'm also going to try and do things a little bit differently. I don't know what yet, but I'll figure it out as I go along. Today I wanted to talk about um, a relationship question. Uh, relationship between a mixing engineer, whether it's the producer or just a, is a strictly a mixing engineer, and the artist in question, whoever's asked for some work from them. Um, I've been in situations, and I know a lot of engineers have been in the situation where a mix goes in, a track goes in for mixing, and when it gets back, there are things involved. There's emotion involved, and this is what happens. I mean, um, we we kind of base our relationships, and I've seen many relationships end because of people's reactions to the mixing process. Um, I, myself, have been in the situation multiple times. It still does happen to me, but I'm a lot, I'm a lot, I handle it a lot better now than I used to. Before, if someone came through and they're like, dude, your mix was horrendous. I would say, well, you know, I always want to know, you know, what about it is, is horrendous? And they say, no, you did a shoddy job. Um, uh, it doesn't sound anything like I wanted it to. But you, I sit there and I get angry because I'm not getting facts. I'm getting emotion. I'm not getting facts. I'm not getting, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did that. Right? That's the kind of constructive criticism that would have helped me grow faster and it would have preserved the relationship. I'd rather say to someone, dude, you know what? I don't like the mix that you did because listen to your vocals. They're sounding way too loud in the mix. They still sound very dry. Um, they sound everything's just sounding tinny. Uh, you you've you haven't done the correct things with a compressor. You haven't you know there's little things here and there that you have you just bug bugged up. And I've explained to you why. And if you want to, at your discretion, you can go back and fix it or try and fix it without having that. Um, Without having that thing of emotion, we need to remove emotion. I know it's difficult to do because this is an industry that's packed full of creatives. Everybody is, uh, everybody believes that they're a perfectionist. Every single person. I've heard so many people say it. I'm sick and tired of people saying, I'm a perfectionist. I just want to get things perfect. Uh, perfection in music is very subjective. As is a good song, as is a bad song. All, all of this creativity is all very subjective. You know, there's certain things that you can say are objective, like the amount of hours you put into working on your craft, uh, all of that stuff. It's all it's all pretty much objective, um, although one can argue that, that that can be subjective as well. But for the most part, quality and whatnot is very subjective. And it's best that you as a creative, say you're a rapper or a, or a, or a singer, it's best that you try and communicate your... Um, your your idea across as best as possible now language language is for me is the number one thing that that 
makes people confused. It kills people completely. If I am working on a mix and the first thing I try and do is I'll ask a very simple question. I'll say, what do you want from this mix? I'll say, what are you going for? Then I, I'll get all sorts of answers, you know, but from there I'm able to gauge and say, okay, cool. So you want more emphasis on this. You want more emphasis on that. And through doing that, I understand, um, sorry, I understand what it is that the person wants. Cool. So using the correct language, and this, this comes from both parties. If you are a music producer slash sound engineer, figure out which words you want to use to make your point across. If you want to get your point across, so you want to say, um, I'm going to add a little bit of brightness. You don't have to, you know, you can explain what it is as much as you can, but by you saying brightness, hopefully the other person will understand what you're saying. In the same way as a artist, rapper and singer, um, learn a little bit of the terminology. It will help you uh, get less frustrated. It will help you also not feel like you are um, like you're out of your depth. You know, don't be afraid to ask for more delay. Don't be afraid to ask for more. Uh, reverb don't be afraid to ask for a little bit of distortion on your vocals because at the end of the day if you don't get it and you want it you're gonna be in a situation where you are like dude they don't the vocals just they they don't sound right I, I don't know what's wrong with it it's that sound you know that thing that thing now everybody starts to get frustrated because you haven't gotten your point across properly the other person doesn't understand you and most most human conflict, I feel, comes from um, uh, misunderstanding. Most relationship conflict comes from just a lack of understanding what the other person was thinking, going through what was going on. It's like me walking into a room with a friend and shooting another person, right? And that could be, I don't know, you could misconstru misconstrue that completely and say, you've done something wrong. And sure, I've done something wrong, I've shot, I've shot a person, but... Who's to say that I wasn't threatened in some way to, I don't know, blow up an entire country, right? That kind of changes things, right? Um, then you, you know, then it starts to bring things into context. So to create more context and to create more substance around what you want and your story, learn the words. If you just, just simple things, simple things, reverb, delay. Um, learn what an EQ is, learn about, um, what's this, learn about frequencies just a little bit. And this is, these are not, these are all really short YouTube videos. Once you've read, once you've watched them once, you don't have to, you don't have to watch them again. Start using the terms. Um, yeah, going back to the engineers, don't make it overly complicated. I, you know, I've sat in so many conversations where people are talking about um, uh, proximity effect and transients and and you know all of these little things and i'm like okay cool you know you know what these words mean cool it's fine but break it down if we you and if you can clearly tell that i'm not interested in what you're saying why are you why are you messing around with that stuff like understand it work it go through it but then you know it's like i don't know you you almost make it it's a it's like a pissing contest how much do I know and how much more do I know than you? You know, I, I know more stuff than you. And I start throwing words your way, start trying to make you confused and whatnot. 
just to make it seem as though I know what I'm doing. I've been in that situation so many times. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah, this person has read up a couple of articles. They, they kind of know what they're talking about, cool, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's always down to... I always, I always believe that if you really know something, you're able to break it down into its finest components. This is why, like, people that have a lot of experience, you, you just look at, how they, look at how they break things down. I remember sitting in a lecture, and as physiotherapists, we had to learn about pain. And any physio will tell you that the concept of pain, how the receptors work, how we, basically how we perceive pain, and where the pain is felt, and all of those things, uh, it's it's quite difficult to understand if you are not um, if you're not 100% focused. But after I graduated, there was this lecture that I went to that lasted maybe four or five hours, and this guy was able to break down the concept of pain into such simple language, and I appreciate that more than my lecturers who decided to just use massive words confuse everyone make it all seem you know like they knew everything it just wasn't it didn't do it for me anyway um so you get your mix right you an artist you get your mix back from your sound engineer after language now we need to talk about your relationship who is this person to you is this someone that you've that you've come to you've come to this person knowing that you want to do a lot of work with them you know there's a long-term relationship because if there is there needs to be an understanding of this this relationship you need to know that should the mix not sound great first time round it doesn't mean it doesn't give you it doesn't give you license to completely destroy the person you know to say ah dude ah, I didn't think that this was the case I didn't think that I'd have to explain this and this and that and this and that forget about those things if you have an issue I tell people that when they've got an issue with a mix tell me if you hear something if you hear something don't assume that I'm just gonna know that that thing is wrong because I'm mixing it based on my experience, my experiences, the tracks that I've gotten onto radio. Basically, I'm, I'm mixing based on my, my, um, my perception of things. If that doesn't work with you, I need you to tell me from the word go. I remember when I started mixing house music, people were telling me, ah, dude, why the vocals? The vocals stand out so much. And that kick, it's so big. The snare is huge. What's happening here? And I'm like, okay, no, 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 that's cool. I, I've taken it from hip-hop. I mean, I'm, I'm a hip-hop... I, I usually engineer hip-hop, and that's what I usually do. And I'm like, okay, no, 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 cool. So now I know, because they mentioned all of those things very specifically, now I know exactly what I need to do whenever I'm dealing with a house mix. You know, cool it on the, cool it on the kick, cool it on the snare, cool it on the vocals. Keep the vocals crisp, but, you know, try and make them a little bit more... Um, uh, add a little, a touch more reverb, make it a little bit more spacey so that, you know, it catches the, that house ambience um, when the person is singing over the track. Easy, simple. It was explained to me, things are cool. Um, the situations that I went through earlier on in my career would be ones where people were not happy, but then they would make very, very, um, not derogatory things. They'd say things like, um, I'm, a prof- I'm a professional and I need things done a particular way. Um, I, what else? What is the other one? I'm a perfectionist. The perfectionist one keeps coming up. 
and that's that's lovely that's all well and good that you're a perfectionist um like it doesn't matter you know you can be you can be the freaking pope whatever the case is but like those comments will obviously make anybody feel that anyone that's receiving those comments almost feels as though they're a little bit less professional you know it's not great but this is what i mean about long-term relationships i'll never walk up to one of my friends and say dude i'm a perf- i'm a perfectionist that's just how i am forget about those things it's the same as when people say um uh, i'm busy if you've ever if you've ever been in a situation where someone says to you i'm busy you know i'm busy i don't have time for this that in itself is I've never seen it being met with, um, with, with a nice reaction. Either the person becomes very submissive, like I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, I, I didn't mean to bother you. Or the person gets annoyed, they're like, shit, I'm busy too, right? It's never a case of, oh, okay, cool, busy. It's, it's so, you don't want to be in a situation where this is your, your, your homeboy, your homegirl, your, you guys have been working for some time, and mix comes through, it's not so dope, you thinking, ah, you know what? And then you throw your entire and you throw your entire relationship away. People have come to me saying, "Dude, I've been working with this guy for six years, or I've been working with him for three years. I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, I don't know what to do. I can't work with them anymore. I, I don't know what's happening." And I'm like. Ah, rather fix that relationship rather continue that relationship and keep it going have that person that you trust this is what always happens if you look at any major or any big South African uh, in the hip hop industry it happens quite a bit um, that each big artist has one, two, maybe three producers that they go to for beats if it's not those people if it's not those people you know, it'll be once in a while they'll pull a beat from somewhere else, but for the most part, it's those people because they've trusted them. They've even in their darkest moments when things weren't going so great for them, they still pulled through, did the work. They were dedicated, hardworking, and that's that's just how it should be. You know, you you're you're part of a team, and if you can't, you know, if you can't almost see eye to eye on certain things like that, then. You're not gonna, you're not gonna grow. Unfortunately, and it's happened to me before. Someone said to me, "Dude, I really do not like this mix that you've done. You're very unhappy with the mix." And I was like, "Okay, cool. What, what can I do? Uh, I don't think you're the correct person um, uh, to handle this mix." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. But what was wrong?" Yeah, no, no, no. There's just a lot of things, man. You know, I need to get this perfect, and I don't think you're the person to do it. I'm like, "Okay, cool. So." Um, in, about that explanation though you know you're not gonna tell me why, where I can improve no 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 it's too much it's too much to go through you know let me just get this done right and then maybe we'll work in the future that there people think they're being professional people think that they're not burning bridges but my friend just by saying that watch and on a few occasions I've gotten messages like I remember when my mixing was still you know sub like it was ridiculously bad like a year or two later, I am start. I, like I get a phone call from the very same person saying, "Hey man, you know, I I saw the track that you did. Um, I saw that music video. I was dope. You know, uh, you've really come a long way, man. It's so it's so good. It's so good to see. By the way, we should work. 
I'm going to be very quick to say, yeah, man, we'll work. I don't worry. Maybe we'll work in the future. We'll talk. And, I mean, that's the end of it. That's the end of it for me. You, didn't, you were not there when, when these things weren't there, when these things didn't exist. There was no foresight. You, didn't, you, you had absolutely zero belief in what was going on. Why on earth? Why on earth would I jump up and say, cool, let's do this? I'm not, like, holding grudges isn't great, but at the same time, if someone doesn't believe in you, they don't believe in you. Unfortunately, this is how people are because if they're willing to drop you at that point, they're going to drop you at another point. It's just going to happen like that. So if you do have a relationship with a music producer, I'm actually speaking to everybody now. So it's music producers, artists. You have a relationship with these people. You need to foster it. Make sure it stays strong, even through times when things are not great. Um, and I'd say the same for producers who feel like they're, they're trying to take an artist. You know, there's many dynamics. It's not always just um, uh, the producer who needs to improve. Sometimes an artist's lyrics are actually quite bad their delivery is quite terrible you know um and if it's your if it's your if it's one of your friends one of your homeboys your homegirls you need to either step up and say hey i'm not i'm not digging this work that you're doing don't do it um it's either for you to step up and say that or for you to say you know what this person is going to develop and i'm going to just stick by them because i know that i it might not make sense now and it might not feel great now because you have to deal with this 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 quality of work it's going to improve and if you have that faith if you truly 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 have that faith this is not a conversation it's a non-issue you should know that at some point things are going to get better and when things get better then everybody can sit around the table and say hey man remember when you used to have whack rhymes or hey man remember when you're when you're mixing something like it was done in a toilet uh and you know you can laugh over it and everything's cool everything's good but you can't get to that point if you don't have that ability to uh, receive your mix and explain. You know, you don't have the language. You don't have the people skills to be able to do that. You're treating people like garbage all because you are trying to be a perfectionist or you're trying to be professional about what you're doing. You know, uh, in any case, that's it's my, my, opinion on the, my opinion on that matter. I, I, I do believe that I'd much rather have someone who might seemingly be a little bit less skilled but I, I know them really really well and I have a really good rapport with them rapport is so important because another thing is if I have rapport with someone they're probably going to work harder for me I'd much rather have instead of having the best players in my team I'd rather have the most dedicated players in my team obviously they need to be good but I'd rather have good dedicated people than the best assholes it's just this is life now so, yeah, this is, um, that's that. I mean, relationships, this is an industry based on people. Unfortunately, because it's based on people and it's the music industry, it's creative industry and it's, it's got to do with people, there's a lot of ego involved. Um, and also because I'm going to take it to rap now and say that in rap, more so than in singing, in rapping, there's a whole lot more of an ego game going on. So you've got the whole ego of the fact that it's a human being You've got the whole ego of the fact that it's a creative environment. And you've got the fact that these are rappers. And the, the number one thing is to have that ego. You have to be confident in all that you do, in all that you say. Otherwise, you don't make it forward. This is just how it is. If you don't have that confidence, it's over for you. Um, so at the end of the day, it can sometimes be a, a ruse. Like it can be a facade, someone's confidence. Um, I have dealt with people 
well, I've, let me rather say I've worked with people because um, when I say dealt it almost seems like I tolerate just had to tolerate them but you know I've, I've worked with people where the ability is not I don't I personally don't feel it's there I'm like ah, this person's not great but at the same time they're pulling those same things ah, I'm a professional you know I'm a perfectionist I do things a particular way and more often than not those are the people who tend to come in very strong very charismatic they come to me and they're like hey man you know I'm this person I worked with so and so I did this I did that they lay down they, they name drop they let me know who ex- exactly who they are and exactly who they know exactly where they've been and I'm like okay cool you know, let's, let's, let's get to work like, yeah, 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 I'm all about the work, you know, work hard 24-7, you know, just chasing these goals, trying to get success, you know, all these dreams and whatnot. Sure, perfectly fine. Have dreams, have, have a desire to go for what you're doing, but at the same time, just be real. This is another reason why I'd much rather have good people who I have good rapport with than having the best assholes because the best assholes will feed you stories and then they'll end up becoming yes men and you're not, you're not in a true, truthful environment. For me... The, the biggest determinant of a strong bond between people, whether it's an artist-producer relationship, whether it's a producer-producer relationship or an artist-artist relationship or any other relationship for them, that matter, the biggest determinant is that you're able to be real with a person. I'm able to say to you, hey man, that verse, hey, I don't like that thing. It, it's not you. It doesn't sound like what you're doing. It doesn't sound like what you do. Um, you can just, I mean, you'll justify it, but at least I've told you. That way I'm not hiding things because it's one thing for me to think it and think, ah, this person's a rubbish artist or this person's really bad at mixing. And then there's another thing to actually say it in a, in a smart way, obviously. You don't want to crush, remember I was saying about egos. You don't want to crush egos because I'm not saying that people shouldn't have egos. I'm just saying that... Um, uh, you know, a healthy amount is required. Anyway, um, don't be a douche to your music producer. Uh, music producers, don't be uh, assholes to your artists. When you send the mix back, people don't fight. Just speak through it. Literally, just ask what's wrong. It's so, it's such a simple process. I'll tell you how I do it. It's the simplest way. And I've, the, the, the more I've taken my, my emotions out of it, the quicker I've gone through the whole thing. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I didn't like the, so the, the first comments will come back on my mix. Hey man, I didn't like what you did with the kick. This is the very first thing that they say. Hey man, I didn't like what you did with the kicks, man. Ah, they just sound too big. They sound fat. They sound distorted. I don't, I don't dig them. I don't dig them. The vocals sound too harsh, man. They, they're not crisp, man. I need them to sound more crisp. Okay. Um, there isn't enough reverb. I need more reverb on my vocals. That reverb tends to be the one thing people are, that's the word they know. Reverb and delay and auto-tune, obviously. Yeah, I need more reverb on my vocals, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So it's, I'll, then I'll type it back. I usually do this via WhatsApp. I'll type it back. I'll say, okay, cool. One, reverb, duh, 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 vocals, duh. Two, um, kick, not so harsh. I'll work on that. Uh, three, uh, you know, I'll get the levels right, whatever the case is. And that way they'll, they'll just go, yeah. I'll, I'll say, okay, cool. And then I'll, off I'll go. I'll go make the edits. I'll make the changes as it is. Because remember, just like with any other part of business, when you're dealing with customers, they're always correct. If that's what they want, you've given them your interpretation of what 
and that's what they've done as well. They also wanted to know whether your interpretation, because for the most part, a lot of artists don't really know what they want the final mix to sound like. So you need to be able to interpret what they have said. It's not about you and how you feel as a music producer or a sound engineer, how you feel the track should go. It's not about you. It's not your track. Um, then you're able to work on it and uh, you hand it back to them. But too often, it'll be a case of someone will say something about your track, uh, about your mixing. And then as a, as a sound engineer, you catch feelings. You're like, ah, man, the reason why I put the kick in there like this is because the, 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 the reason why the, the, the drums do this is because of that. And then I did this because that. And it, it looks like from the outside in, I, I get the feeling. I know why things are being done. Like if I hear certain things, I'm going to do them a certain way. And people might not like it, but I know why I did it that way. I know why I didn't put um, so much reverb on, on a vocal. It's because I didn't want it to sound like the person was rapping from a toilet. But if someone wants more reverb, I'll say, okay, cool. I'll add that thing in there. And I'll give my view. I'll, I'll happily give my view. I'll do it and I'll say, okay, cool. This is why I did it this way. But here you go. I've added it. That was just the reasoning behind it, but I've added it. Maybe they'll say, actually, you know what? This is too much now. Take it back to where it was. This is, then it becomes a back and forth thing. People start catching more feelings. People get even angrier. That, ang that whole emotion thing needs to be pulled out of that situation. I actually want to do a whole, a whole other podcast, uh, season two, episode one, just on, on holding back, taking the emotion out of criticism. Because this, is, this happens all over the place. I've told people that their song is not ready. It's not ready for radio. In my, I'll say to them, in my opinion, this track is not ready for radio. It needs work. And I get, oh, okay. But I'll show you. I'm, I'm going to start submitting it tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. But why did you want my feedback there? You know, I just wanted to know what I thought about the thing. So that should I tell you what I think about the thing, you're going to give me a hard time and tell me that you're going to sh I'll show him. Sure. Go out and show me. Go prove me wrong. But I'm, I've given you my opinion. And in the same way, when a, when a sound engineer gives their work back to the artist, again, this is critici it's criticism. But as I said, it needs to be um, constructive. Because at the end of the day, you're going for a common goal. Imagine if, if, um, if uh, I don't know, Lionel Messi's running down the wing. He's got the balls running down the wing. And Neymar comes out of nowhere and takes the ball from him. Literally, he walks up to him, like, runs next to him and takes the ball from him. Everyone's going to go like, what the hell? They're in the same damn team. This is how it, it should be. And there's so much infighting <laughs> in all these relationships. And they all end up falling to shit because of that. I had a fallout. You don't understand how many times people have, artists have come to me and said... I've had a fallout with my producer. And it'll be for such a silly thing. It'll be either a personality thing or someone might not feel that things were correct. Sure, if things get out of hand and um, things are... And this is, I think this is also just another life lesson. If things get out of hand and one person feels a particular way and the other person feels another way and you guys just cannot seem to see eye to eye, by all means... You, you, you try and preserve what you can, but you sever as cleanly as possible. 
try and cut that line you try and cut cut that situation off as um, as smoothly as possible uh, but for the most part sometimes it's silly things ah, I didn't get my mix right I had to, I had to ditch him like, what, what are you saying what are you saying I had to go find someone better okay cool but uh, is there potential there yeah but you know now nah, I must I don't want to be sitting there telling people what to do if you're a big artist and you're able to do that and you're able to find someone who's willing to be loyal in that situation sure go for it but if you are already, you know, you, you don't have a massive fan base, you're already struggling with your budget, and you have someone here next to you who's willing to work hard with you on your work, why on earth would you toss them to the side? For me, it's ludicrous. What are you doing? Anyway, um, just my, my opinion on it. Uh, and I think, yeah, I hope no one that I've worked with previously listens to this because... They're gonna feel a little bit hard done by, on my side. Um, I do, I do have people that I still speak to. We still chat. We still talk. Um, but obviously, we don't, we don't work because, you know, they, they didn't, they really, really, really didn't believe in my work at the time. And I don't know. I just wouldn't be comfortable in that situation. So that's my decision. It's a decision I've made. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you want to send an email through, you can. Please do send it through to uh, Silas. Keep getting this wrong. Send it through to business at silasbeats.info. Or what you can do is you can head over to my website www.silasbeats.info and you can send me a message there. My number is also up there. Um, jump on my WhatsApp. Send me a message. Let me know. Um, if there's anything else that I can cover in the next set of 100 uh, uh, podcasts, um, if there's anything else, any other ideas that you feel I could jump on. If you have any questions, I'll shout, I'll shout you out, obviously. Um, I might need the pronunciation of your name as I did with D-I-B. Um, but yeah, for the most part, try and, try and keep in contact. Just try to keep in touch. Peace.